Squad Podcast. My name is Josh, joined as always by Josh, the other one. Yeah. Hunter and Randy. What's up? Mike check. <laughs> it works. It works. It's good. There we go. How you fellas doing? Feeling good? Mm-hmm. Sitting on the patio. Got a little football game on. It's nice. Good weather. Nice weather. It wasn't Spring for a vibes. long time. You know? It wasn't. Yeah, it was the winter. I mean, it still is winter. <laughs> sure. Spring vibes today, though. I'm feeling good. I, I was in Memphis earlier in the week at a church conference and then spent this weekend at Granbury at the lake. And so it's pretty nice. Ate like a king this week. It had mm. some of the best food I've ever had this week. It was so good. I went to Memphis this week. Hey. I see you there. <laughs> we went together. We're on the same <laughs> church staff, and uh, it was a fun time. It was yeah, good. It was really good. Had some really good food. Uh, I've never been to Tennessee, maybe, but like not of no, like I haven't seen any sites. Still really haven't. We went to the conference and that's about it. But uh, we went to this place downtown called Ernestine and Hazel's. Yes. So good. And it was just rich with history. Apparently a lot of people died there. They said that if you. It's supposed to be haunted. Yeah. It's like one of the, the most, uh, how, how do you say this? Most haunted places. Yeah. <laughs> the activity, what's it called? Mm. Paranormal. 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 Yeah, said it's it's the, a hotbed for paranormal activity. All these, um, all these uh, ghost hunter shows go there, and they're like, hey, they always hit when they're there. But you know what hit when we was there? The burger. That burger was so good. fire, dude. Fire. It's all they have. Just It's called the Soul Burger, and it was... Um, Meat, cheese, onions, and sauce, and a bag of chips, and it was so good. So good. Listen, if you've listened to the podcast, you've probably heard Josh Lyles get excited about something. He loves learning new stuff. He's the most curious adult I've ever met, which I wish I was more like that. But when he gets excited, he'll say something like, what? No way. Get out. <laughs> and I, I love it when he does that. But as we were driving to downtown Memphis, we realized that we were at the Memphis Bridge that connects us to Arkansas, and we were very close to the Mississippi River. River, and you would have thought we were somewhere special. <laughs> we were somewhere special. It was like, is that the Mississippi River? No way. Can it we was go over that bridge? We're going to drive over He's there. Like, can we go over that bridge? Can, can we go we, slower so I can look at it longer? We were two blocks away <laughs> from being in a different state. And, they and the Bass go. Pro Shop was a pyramid? It was a pyramid. Oh, they didn't I'm, even let you go? I'm salty, bro. I'm salty. You were so they, excited. And they they said no. promised me that we would go to Bass Pro Shop. And yeah, we've all been to Bass Pro Shop. It's a pyramid. It was in a pyramid. That's pretty cool. How long Not has it been really. there? I mean, I mean, it's fine. It was a Bass Pro Shop built though? by the Egyptians. Yeah, any of them? Oh, okay. cool. All right, yeah, they are sweet. Like the, oh, okay. That's the a Egyptians reach. built that. That's thing. a reach. <laughs> no, but it was pretty. So sick. they settled in Arkansas. <laughs> no, it was in. It was, was in. Yeah. Okay, here's here's another question, Hunter and Randy. When you're on a plane, if you had to pick aisle or window seat, what do you pick? Window aisle. I'm faster aisle. exit. I'm an aisle faster jo- exit. Josh what? <laughs> oh, like out of the plane? Yeah, out of the plane. Yeah. So do you sit at the front? Uh, I tried to. Yeah, oh, probably first class, front. Hunter. No, I fly southwest. <laughs> Everybody boards together. All right. Wheelchair, get he's, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Dude, we had 18 people on the wheelchair. That's not an exaggeration. <laughs> the the pilot came on and said, "said I want to congratulate you for the slowest boarding in the history of Southwest." <laughs> When uh, I went to Phoenix a few months ago, and on the way to Phoenix, I was in Group A on Southwest, yes. so I got to pick my seat. <sighs> on the way back, I was in Group C, oh, and uh, as I was walking seat. down the aisle, nobody would make eye contact with me. I'm a big dude; nobody wanted me to sit there. And uh, it was, yeah, I just I was like, hey man, you're you're the one screwed over, man. And so I had to squeeze in. If you say, can I sit? They have to say exactly. Yes. Yeah, so have yeah. A it's a full flight, so yeah. I got to sit somewhere. But that was uh, not a great experience. Yeah, I got a good one. So we flew to Phoenix, me and my dad, this past weekend. Were your arms tired? (laughs) That was pretty good. (laughs) See, I I can never get really mad when you interrupt me because they're always really good. Uh, Anyways, uh, went on a uh, Christmas trip for my dad. Uh, All the siblings got uh, him a trip to Scottsdale to go play golf. And, you know, I I volunteered, you know, to to go with him. Yeah, I mean, I took one for the team. Uh, But while that was all great and fun and awesome and a good time, the trip started off a little rocky. So 
flight was at six out of Midland. A.M. A.M. Early. Uh, All right. Do you so know there was two sixes in the day. Uh, no, <laughs> not until well. Now I do. <laughs> Just wait. So alarm set for three. Right. Carter has a rough night. Uh, Lauren's coming back to bed as my alarm's going off. So she kind of taps me on the back, like, "Hey, you gonna get up? Your dad's here." So I was like, oh, <laughs> "Your dad right. was already in your house. He was already <laughs> in the driveway." <laughs> Yeah. At, what, at what time? At three. And we were. We needed to leave at three fifteen. Three good. So we're still good. I mean, I got up, brushed my teeth. You know, I was. I mean, I, I was kind of giddy. You know, because you're yeah. going on a golf trip. So you're like, oh, this. Yeah, three a.m. and nothing. So I get up. You know, kiss Lauren goodbye. You know, everything's all good. Walk out of the garage. Everything's fine. Get in the car. We're driving off. And uh, we get about equivalent uh, to the college on three fifty. Yeah, so yeah. about five miles outside of town. And then Lauren calls me. I'm like, why is she calling me? Did I forget something? And I answer it, dude, and it is pure chaos on the end of the line. Oh, God. Water is gushing on the other end of the phone. Like, it sounds like a fire hydrant coming out the other side. And she said the hot water heater busted. What? So the main line coming in from the wall to the top of the hot water heater busted and was shooting up against the other side of the wall. So we book it around. And she didn't. She couldn't find the shutoff valve. So we turn around, go back. I hit the button on the garage. Dude, water is flowing no. out of the garage, and it's three. It's three fifteen a.m. Cold. I take my shoes off. I'm running around. Dude, we open up the closet door. It's flowing out of there. Luckily, my dad was there because I couldn't find the shutoff valve either. So he reached in behind it, and it was it was behind there. But then it was just scramble around, get all the towels that we can because it flooded the laundry room. It flooded our closet. You know, it went underneath the walls and was going into our living room. So that was a rough start to the trip. But did you make your flight? Made the flight. Had about 10 minutes to spare. Family came over uh, that morning about 6.37 and helped out, cleaned up. It's a very specific time. <laughs> well, I texted them at 5. I said, hey, you got there to. at 6.30, not 6.38 or 6.37? or 7, somewhere around there. Yeah. And shout out to Bobby Velasquez. He came over there about 2 and put in a new hot water heater. So no downtime at the house for, for low. So. But yeah, rough start. But turned out good. Good trip. Good. Hit the links. Hit the links. Yeah, sixty degrees, sixty-five degrees, full sun. How good is that course compared to the other ones you've played? Top ten? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Top five. Nice. Yeah, it was sweet. Well, that's fun. Really cool. Really pretty. Desert landscape. I mean, pure bitch built right into the desert. Mountains in the background. That's awesome. It was awesome. It's pretty. You like the desert? You feel like the desert's pretty? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's probably not pretty when it's 115 or 120. No, I, I like it. I mean, I've never been <laughs> but in that temperature, but I like it. 60. I would prefer 60 over 120. <laughs> Randy, anything anything new with you? Not really. Same old, same old. I, uh, we've talked about me being on the carnivore diet, and I'm kind of got into a good little cycle that's uh, great for me where I eat carnivore for a little bit and then cycle off. And I actually hit some of my weight goals uh, for the month of January. And so the last two days, uh, I think the King James would call it licentiousness. Mm. Um, I have thrown down <laughs> some food this weekend and, uh, you know, nothing spectacular, just some green beef enchiladas at our local mm. Spanish restaurant and maybe a large thin crust Domino's pepperoni and mushroom and mm. part of Keeley's mm. and, uh, a Whataburger patty melt with some onion rings. Oh. So it's been uh, it's been a good weekend. I'll be back on it. On back to your original weight now. <laughs> no, no, man. That's the good thing, man. I take a couple of days off. I'll be up a little bit, and by the end of this next week, I'll be back down, and then I'll have a few weeks of losing again. And Sweet. it's a it's a good little cycle for me. I took my so. um, fitness and nutrition coach with me to Memphis and <laughs> kind of followed his lead, and so uh, he put me on a seafood diet last week. Yeah. <laughs> I seafood, I eat it, baby. <laughs> it's okay. You worked out with your nutrition coach, right? No. Uh, Dude, <laughs> no. No. he was in there all by his lonesome. Dude, so, so we went to this place. Um, it's called a muse. Is that what it's called? Yes, that was so cool. So cool. They call it an adventure museum, but it's really just like uh, they had twenty-five little rooms with different challenges in there. And you know, it was the like, games uh, are like uh, two to six players and like one to five minutes long. I mean, it was perfect. It's it was super, like it was so fun. Cool. And so there was one that was, well, like a Connect Four. So, like, you go in there as a team, they ask you some trivia questions, and then you have, like, a little basketball, and you, you shoot it into the Connect Four board, and you're trying to beat the computer. And there was one that was um, 
hangman. Mm-hmm. And it had this big pillar in the middle of the room and lasers on the bottom of the floor in a pit. And so you, you had to keep your feet up, and it had this wheel. So you, you hang from it and then spin around the room and hit the letters that are plastered on the side of the wall without touching the floor. And so it I, was really fun. I did that. It was awesome. But, dude, I've been so sore for the last three days. Yeah, my hands were sore from that, too, like just hanging onto that bar. Those Monkey bars as a kid were so easy. Dude, they're so hard now. <laughs> Not as an adult, no. Shoulders hurt. Yeah. Got arthritis. So guess what they released uh, this week? They released the Cinnamon Twist Bluebell Ice Cream. Oh, oh no, that's dangerous. Dude, it's so good. I loved it. I thought oh, it was the most gosh, average. so it's good. It's so cinnamon that it, I think it's too a little much. overkill. It's cinnamony, but the flavor is not many. It's is major. It's big. On my uh, on my crazy eating weekend, I had some banana pudding bluebell ice cream, and I thought that was pretty good, man. Today, uh, I was in Alito for lunch, and we ate at Dane's Barbecue. For good things. And everything was phenomenal, but they also had a banana pudding dessert that was Ooh. insane. Your picture looks pretty Ooh. good. Yeah. I gotta say. Yeah. I love turkey. TBQ. Turkey was moist. We went to a barbecue Dude, place in the, Memphis. Did you like it? Yeah. Memphis barbecue uh, is a little different. Dane's was better. It, oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like the most hole-in-the-wall place you can find. It really was. Is it like Kansas City barbecue, similar? No, it's like Memphis barbecue. <laughs> well, just get like the same area. Is it like <laughs> no, no, I really in the barbecue sauce? Like I, I think, I think it goes like, like Texas barbecue, Kansas City barbecue. Oh, okay. And Memphis three barbecue. separate. Like, yeah, okay. Okay. I, think right. I didn't know if that was the was that. I was being a jerk. I didn't really like the sauce in Memphis. There was that restaurant when we used to live in the Metroplex called Red Hot and Blue that was Memphis yeah. style barbecue. Yeah. We used to eat there a lot. We liked like that it place. a lot. So I don't, know, I don't know that good. I can articulate the differences, but there there is a difference. Is it? But the, it's fine. The barbecue sauce is like vinegar based. I've always heard that it's always different. The sauce yeah. is always yeah. I think the, the sauce kicker. may be a little different. It, I, I I didn't like it very much. They were like, "Oh, let's go to this barbecue place. They've got great fish tacos." I'm like, <laughs> and they didn't we have got them. there, and they were out of fish tacos. I was never going to get fish tacos. Just so we're on the same page. Um, well, hey, I don't know how I stumbled upon this. Maybe we just wrote it down one time. <laughs> Probably. Y'all ever cry? <laughs> is it okay? To, is it okay to cry? Oh yeah, often. <laughs> what do you cry about? When he saw his hot water heater. Yeah, when I opened up the garage door. <laughs> the garage. It was flowing out of there like a waterfall. I think it's perfectly healthy and good to cry. Mm-hmm. I just don't do it very often. <laughs> so you're not healthy. You feel like, yeah, yes, exactly. Is it because you're a curmudgeon or is it because you just like, it takes a lot? You don't actively try not to, right? It just takes a lot for you? Uh, Has there ever been a movie that's made you cry? No, Here, I have a better question. When you watch Armageddon, how do you not cry? Yeah, no. It's like when he's like when he's like the gazelle goes over the you know, and like at the very first in the opening, no. it gets me every time, dude. No way, bro. Every time, no way. not the opening. It's my job, Harry. It's my job. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, stuff like that comes across as corny to me, which what? is bad. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Requesting permission to shake the hand of the daughter of the bravest man I've ever met. Yeah, that's Bro, great. It's that's good. Praise, it's dude. good. It's good. Yeah. That came out when I was in high school, and I was actually working uh, at a grocery store across the street from the movie theater. Yeah, I was working at the grocery store across the street from the movie theater, and these two girls come in one night uh, that I know, and their faces are all red, and their eyes are puffy, and they're bawling, and I'm like, I go up to them, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? I'm thinking like something really bad has happened, and they're like, "We just, just left Armageddon," <laughs> or whatever, and they're just still bawling or whatever. Um, I feel dude, that. So, like another time, man, that's a, a funny story. Uh, my wife and I went to watch uh, A Star Is Born in the movie theaters, um, and. Keely was bawling. She bawled for like 15 minutes after the movie was over. The best story about that for me is I went, had to go to the restroom directly after, and I was at a urinal, and a dude comes beside me. And he's using the restroom, and he's like sobbing as well. <laughs> and like I could see his like shoulders shaking and the thing, and I could like hear him kind of weeping over there. And I wanted to put my head on his shoulder and say, "Man, like you know, it's gonna be all right, buddy. Like get it together, good game. get it together, you know." But I was like, ah. And so I just like watched. My I had to walk out, and then my wife is crying. I walked out. We got, walked to the car. She cries all the way back to the hotel. Uh, oh, nothing for me, though. Nothing. So, no, man. I never watched it. I didn't. I've so, not yeah. seen so it. So, when was the last time you cried? I remember. Uh, I remember 
crying a bit the first time I watched Eight Seconds about Lane Frost, <laughs> but that was a long time ago. I was a young man. I was yeah, old movie. Uh, and I will say this: I do remember as well not watching a movie because there. So um, Will Smith's that Pursuit of Happiness movie oh, came out when my kids were pretty young, and so I was kind of a new father. And there's that scene in the previews of him like in the bathroom trying to hold the door shut while he's trying to hang with his kid and I remember in the preview that kind of got me choked up Mm -hmm. for a second and so I actually never watched that movie um, ever to this day day. yeah yeah, but uh, so I do think I avoid it but I also think it's just hard to come by and because I don't cry a lot I think it's kind of awkward for me to do it but having said that I think it's perfectly healthy and I have obviously no problem with it and I encourage you know uh, like my boys have cried some and I'm like yeah let it out like let, let it let it happen uh, so I think it's good. I think it's great. I just, something's broken in me. <laughs> so I, I can't seem, especially in movies and shows, I can't seem to get past something like, you know, it's an art form. Yes. And, and it is moving at times, but it's like, you know, it's a movie. I ain't going to cry about this. Did, so, I got, did you, did you get teared up? Like when Josh's little girl, Marley was like singing in the Christmas play. Like that didn't get you at all, no. bro. That, that got me. No. I'm sure I've cried since then, but that one, I was like, mm. I got choked up when I watched both of y'all uh, baptized. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, I was watching it on Facebook Live. Yeah. I was like, that's sweet. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I can my, think of two movies recently. My favorite part of my office is I've got my five boys' baptism picture on oh, my that's wall. Cool. And, like, that means a lot to me, obviously. Sorry that's to awesome. You. Go ahead. No, my no, favorite no, part that's of way, my that's office, more I've got a uh, World Series ticket. Hang <laughs> 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 And a I don't have a picture of my kids getting baptized. <laughs> he, he doesn't have any picture of his kids getting baptized. Tons of field notes and pencils. Yeah. And a floating uh, pen, right? Bro, it can ride upside down. No, space not float. Pen. Space pen. A space pen, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Gravity, Zero gravity. Gravity works uh, on the Earth, uh, but okay. I'm sure it would float in space. But yeah. God. I think I would have floated in space. And I, <laughs> uh, I can think of two recently that I cried at. Uh, Lone Survivor, which has been out for a while, yeah. but I, I, I cried during it for sure. Whenever which he goes part? up on top. When he goes up on top of the. Like sacrifice when he sacri- the call. Yeah, when yeah. he makes the call right there. That's brutal. Also, that guy was a man. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, all those yeah. dudes are men. We yeah. are not. So. Really, really sad, but such a cool movie. Uh, and then A Man Named Otto. I think it's a, a man named Otto. Man Otto. Tom Otto. Hanks. Yeah, yeah, Tom Hanks. Yeah. It's sad. It's just yeah. a sad movie. It's a depressing movie. It's just an old man who just hates his life, and then a family moves in, and he kind of finds some joy. And yeah. then I, really, I really connected <laughs> with him. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, yeah. I legit cry sometimes, like, in worship, like... This is kind of it. Sounds makes me sound more spiritual than I am, or overly spiritual. But like sometimes, like certain songs or truths in the songs we sing, like like hit deep, and like yeah. I get choked up. I not like, like I'm sobbing, but like I get. You'd be proud of me. I cried today. That's I had to wipe my eyes. Would they sing like Old Royal Cross? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, and you guys are listening, if any song was written after 1980, Josh doesn't like it. It's too modern. <laughs> no, what was it? It was. Um, I don't know. Build the my life. Son of man riding. He oh, yeah. who he is to. Like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. It's a good song. Keep going. That's nice. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Dude, that's, that song got bar lyrics. Yeah, I never. It's a great song. I never really heard it. Maybe, I probably have, but I've never noticed it before. Um, and so by the third service, um, Bro, I had to hear it three times. That song went hard at Passion. It's kind of like the theme song for the yeah. year. And like obviously, like they, it's a production, but like sounds perfect in a room. We got 55,000 people singing with you. It's amazing. Uh, that's cool. I guess, I, I guess we haven't had the podcast since I went to Passion. Dude, Passion's phenomenal. Atlanta, yeah. Georgia, uh, in Mercedes Benz Stadium, 55,000 people, like all because they want to be there worshiping. Yeah. Unreal, dude. Unlike any place I've ever been. It's so fun. It's good stuff. Lyle's, what movies made you cry? Uh, Man, I feel like, um, I don't know, Where where the Red Fern Grows is a good one. It got me. I, I like dogs. Old Yeller get you? Old Yeller got me, too. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I, I didn't watch that until I was an Air adult, bud. I think. <laughs> Air <bud. laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, there have been probably like um, Field of Dreams was cool. That was a good movie. I love baseball, so, and it was, it was a really good, really good movie. The Replacements. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> 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 that used to be my favorite movie. I loved it. I loved it, but I don't think I ever cried in it. Um 
Any kids' movies make y'all no, cry? I never cried. Bambi. <clears throat> cry about Bambi losing no. a parent. I ain't got to have I one get, before you I know get how to lose one. I get to try to hide it. I, uh, oh, yeah. Man, yeah, I think that's a good thing, honestly. Not that you hide it. it? But no, no, no. no that, you get, that you're that sensitive, man. It's good. I'm um, like you, though. In, the, in worship, I'll, I'll tear up sometimes. Come on, man. There, there's that children's movie. I still haven't seen it We have, a, we have uh, uh, hearts that are, you know. Soft. In tune with the spirit, soft, you know, yeah, soft good. the gospel with um, Jesus. That movie. So speaking of kids' movies, uh, I've never seen it, but apparently, like Up is really sad, like the first oh, part of dude. Up or whatever. It was like it didn't even, I didn't even get in the movie. Yeah. I'm like, that don't, this is crazy. Yeah, I haven't seen it though. I it was literally her. just like a like a little montage of the life of this this guy from when he. Met, met this girl, this yeah. girl, and it followed him from childhood through, um, through when she when she died. Like, and it was the first ten minutes of the movie. I'm thinking, I'm I'm out, bro. I can't I can't watch Agreed. it. Titanic? Did you cry during the Titanic? <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like it was just dumb. Pearl Harbor, though. I I, I cried during Pearl. Pearl. I used to watch that as a kid, dude. Like. As a young kid, my parents would let me watch yeah. it like yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah, the war movies are pretty good. Yeah, I'm a yeah. big war movie fan. Pearl Harbor and Hacksaw Ridge is another. Dude, kind of I'm not seeing that. It's one. intense. <laughs> yeah, they're just those movies that uh, that'll get you right. Oh yeah, Stand by Me. There's this list. Uh, did, y'all remember that movie, Stand by Me? I have seen that in a long an time. old one. It was good. I don't know any of these movies. I've never seen. I've never even heard of any of these. I don't know. I was going to read them for y'all, but it's, it would just be a waste of time, for real. I cried, too, like, um, like when we, we took students to Passion. And, like, so it's some of my upper-level leader students. But, like, uh, even on Wednesday nights, like, the idea of helping people know God more and then seeing them, like, take steps of faith and actually worship and, like, go all in. Like, when I see, like, my students specifically worshiping, it, like, touches my heart like crazy. And, like... I can get pretty emotional in that as well. I'm so sure. proud of them, Dan. Yeah, for sure. Dang it. That's fun. I, mi- I miss that about youth ministry. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, sure. Cool. Well, crying is good. It's good for the so- Randy, you should find a movie that, that makes you cry. There's got to be one. Randy, I think between now and the next podcast, you need to watch either Pursuit of Happiness or Up or... I'll find I will. I'll, I'll give it a try. Watch up. Up is good too. Out here on your patio. Watch the first 15 minutes, and if you don't have a soul, you can turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will. uh, I will make that part of my homework. I will find something sad to watch. Surely you can do it. I'm going to text Keely and tell her to uh, video your eyes. Okay. Yeah. Walk to remember. That's a good one. Did you cry in the green mile? No. What? No. <laughs> he said no. Not even a little. I ranking. do think, though, you know, like, I think some of the uh, some of the most emotionally stirring movies are ones that are based on, like, that the gospel narrative. You know what I mean? Like, somebody yeah. laying down their life for somebody else. I think that stirs something in people, you yeah. know? And I think that's, you know, rooted in... in uh, yeah. Christian narrative, Star Wars, Harry Potter, all that, uh, Lord of the Rings, all gospel narratives. Yep. <laughs> Homeward Bound, not a gospel narrative. But it, was, it was kind of sad. Losing your pets, man. Yeah, anything with pets, I'm I'm fine. Trust you me. don't like pets. <laughs> I mean, I like is it, them. Is it, a, is it a green thing? Like the all, all dogs, dogs all dogs don't go to heaven, dude. The problem, like dogs are fine. They're just so inconvenient, and my life's busy. The last thing I want to do is add more busyness dealing with a dog, dude. Yeah, after. After we had Carter, or after yeah. we adopted him, like our dogs took a backseat, but, bro. But also, it's like, are you all the people that you would like let it lick you in the mouth? No, no, no. babies, uh, because like the the kids beg you for an animal and and then they never play with it. It's yeah. like I told you this was going to happen. Like you got to believe your. There's movies like I heard like Marmaduke is sad or something like that. Uh, <laughs> Marley like, and me, Marley and me. I yeah, won't watch like, it. Yeah. I like dogs and um, yeah. I just don't. I don't want to watch a dog die. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've had that happen before. Josh, you watched a dog die from the yeah. corner of the room. It was yeah. mine. Yeah. <laughs> you, did, you did great, dude. I was there emotionally supporting you. He's a big old oh, dog. Man. And he was down in age. Well, how much did he weigh, Josh, when you put him in that bag? Dang <laughs> <laughs> it. Oh, my gosh. So the story is he got old at Christmas time. And when we were all together as a family, that's quick. Yeah. <laughs> Short life. Huh? He was like twelve. He's a lab. He's twelve, and um, we went. And, and he was down his back. He couldn't get up. He couldn't walk. I mean, it was it was time for him to go. And my father in law's a vet, and so um, 
Josh and Matt, my other brother-in-law, they were like, Hey, we'll, we'll go, we'll go with you and support you and, you know, kind of be there for you. I thought it was really, really kind to do that. I got your back, dude. Yeah. And so we go in the room and my father-in-law comes with the, the pink juice and he's like, this That's is the worst part of my it. job. Yeah. There was no goodbye. I thought that we were going to have a minute and he just really stuck it into his leg. I was like, whoa, wait, whoa, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I want to have some words yeah. for him. And so I'm, I'm sobbing. I'm literally like, like just beside myself. And he walks out of the he room. He definitely cried that time. Yeah. I was like <laughs> draped over him. I mean, he was a good dog and uh, draped over him in the room crying. And Josh and Matt are standing in the corner. And so Scott comes back in. My father-in-law, and he hands me a trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> and so they stand in the corner. And I open the trash bag, and I pick up the 100-pound dog. It's so uncomfortable. Like we kind of helped. Like, what do you do? Like it was just. It was yeah, very yeah. weird. Yeah, it was fine. I'm gonna repay the favor one day, but uh, <laughs> I'm not taking my dog's Christmas, bro. Cooper's getting old. <laughs> he made it through this one. I know, barely. Dude, I'm gonna be the one in the corner. Cry. I'll, I'll cry when your dog dies. I like Cooper. He's chill. Yeah, it's just. I mean, even if you didn't like him, you should probably have some sort of emotion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's gone. Fine. I don't, Anyways, baby, cuts our uh, dog food bill in half. That's true. That's yeah. true. Well, I, I think. Uh, Emotions are healthy, right? Like God made emotions and like it's good to have a healthy range of emotions. And in life, like you're going to experience the the range of emotions. Like if your only emotion is anger, that's not healthy. Um, if you, I mean, I guess there's a way to be emotional in multiple different ways. That's negative, but a healthy person experiences the range of emotions in life. And that's good. That's great. I should look for more reasons to cry. I tell people a lot of times, like I'm, I'm in a house full of girls, and it's it's taxing sometimes. And I tell people that there's a lot of tears shed in my house, and sometimes it's the girls crying. <laughs> most, of the time, most of the time, it's me. I became a softie whenever I became a dad, kind of like you said earlier, yep. and then a dad of of girls. Uh, it's just it's a fun. It was a fun. I wouldn't trade. I, I don't know how I would raise a boy. Like I don't. I wouldn't know where to start. I mean, I would because I'm a boy. But <laughs> <laughs> it would just be. Oh, I, I got know. home from my trip today and I hugged the boys like like a bro hug, and then we kind of like pushed and messed with each other, and you know, yeah. made fun of each other. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, back to normal. It, it, I changed big time too with Carter for sure. I'll, I'll even sit there. There's times where I'm just like sitting at my desk or you know driving or whatever, and I'll just kind of tear up just in thankfulness, kind of gratitude, yeah. kind of yeah, everything that you know God's blessed us with. That's great, man. Kind of where we're at. So I'll yeah. do that. So, so if you ever yeah, see me driving like, and kind of got a glare on my eyes, it's like that's healthy. Like yeah, 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 yeah. kind of thankfulness. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's it's rooted in like God's faithfulness. Like that should stir you emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. like that's good. You cry when you preach, right? Yeah. When I when I really get passionate about preaching, sometimes I start crying. I can't stop it, and I hate it, but it's probably good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's great. I tell people one of my goals is to never cry again. What I mean by that is publicly, because like you start ugly crying in front of like a bunch of people, like that's not that's not a cool place to be. Yeah. I did. I did. I was giving a message to youth probably a year ago, and I was reading a, a little snippet out of. Um, Keller, Tim Keller. Oh, he's so good. And it, he was actually quoting another guy, but uh, I got about halfway through it, dude. And I lost it. I was like, I was like, dang, this is so sad. I mean, yeah. like, but that's good. I quoted him in my sermon today. Keller, yeah, nice. Keller and Piper, Keller's and Piper. Piper. Ooh, hey, Randy, listen, Powerhouse. I did listen, man. Randy, did you get saved today, dude? No. Okay. Blake says I'm not saved. He asked me, he says, Dad, why don't you ever raise your hands in church? Are you even a Christian? <laughs> and what did you say, though? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Good answer. Thanks, man. Thanks. So let, let's talk about that. How do, how do you process that? That's okay, right? We're like, you raising know. your hands in worship? Yeah. I think, I think an authentic response is better than a specific <clears throat> response. Like, if you have to raise your hands... I don't think that means as much as somebody who wants to raise their hand. But I also think you can worship without raising deeply hands. without raising your hands. <laughs> Some of the deepest worship moments I've had in the last month, including passion in this worship conference I was at in church, is I'm silent, praying and listening to people sing. And to me, it's very moving and very worshipful. And I'm, I'm just standing there listening, you know, like... I think posture does matter, but posture is just communicating what's happening on the inside. So like kneeling or laying down or raising your hands isn't the goal. The goal for me is to is a heart that's totally committed and right. giving Jesus the worth to do his name. And if that's what you're doing, like the posture that comes out, that's cool. I've, I've heard both sides of that criticism, you know, where it's like, 
how could you not be moved to to raise your hands or to not respond in some sort of type of way or whatever and i just feel like i feel like anytime you you do that you know what i'm saying like you you force those expectations then maybe it's not genuine you know i, f- I feel weird whenever i go into a worship service and I'm like all right everybody stick your hands in the air Wave him like you just don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We grew up in a tradition that didn't raise hands, and they're all you know. It, it, again, it's the it's the pendulum kind of conversation I've had a few times this week. But it's like growing up in, a, in, a, in an environment where the, like nobody did that. You know what I mean? To maybe an environment where everybody like expects you to or, or two two sides of the same coin you know what yeah. i mean like as opposed to just the freedom to worship uh, however you are so led and so moved yeah. i think it's important not to squash the spirit you know sure. what i mean i'm not like you know got my hands in my pocket holding on to my jeans just so i don't you know accident you know it's nothing yeah. like that you know i just again i just i wish i was more emotional in some ways it's an ongoing joke in my family that i'm just not the most sensitive guy and so if you've got like a serious issue obviously man i'm gonna sit there and listen to you and empathize with you and listen to what you have to say and 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 uh and be on board but if you've got something small and petty you don't come to me with it in our family because i'm gonna tell you to walk it off and i'm gonna tell you uh suck it up and get over it and and all that and so um you know, not that that's the best way to go. I think I've talked about on the podcast before. I have a son who's probably going to listen to this podcast, uh, who is very tenderhearted and is very sensitive. And so for me, on one hand, I want to like toughen him up a little bit. At the same time, I don't want to squash that sensitivity and that emotional yeah, part of him. Really good. And so I'm, I'm always walking kind of a fine line where I'm trying to cultivate that and reaffirm the sensitive side. But then also, you know play around a little bit and just kind of toughen him up a little bit. You know what I mean? Where he can kind of roll with the punches. And so we've, again, we've talked about on the podcast a lot, that tough and tender aspect of things, man. I think it's, I think a well-rounded man is, is both of those things. And, um, and so, you know, I need to be a little bit more on the tender side. I'm, I'm kind of, not that I'm like the toughest dude around, man, you can come beat me up right now. It's cool. I don't care. But, uh, just emotionally speaking, I'm just kind of more, I don't know, just more stoic, I think is the word, man. I, I really don't get too high or too low about a lot of things. You know, I'm pretty even keel most of the time. I think that's fine. I, yeah, I don't yeah. think personality plays into it. Yeah. I think God I think made, it's cool. God yeah, made just, our personalities. Yeah, it's, it's really know, good in all situations, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to know how God made us, um, and of course, to grow in, in Him, and I think there's area for that, but, but just to be true to who He's made us to be, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to buy you Kleenexes for Christmas. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe I will, but... I wouldn't expect you to use them. That's fine. <laughs> so last podcast, we, st- we started talking about um, life domains. Maybe instead of thinking about resolutions and that kind of ideology, um, Randy, you said that there are seven domains that, that you have, and, and I've kind of been reading... Uh, through uh, Michael Hyatt, yep. he has he has ten, yep. which which you've kind of com- compressed some of those to make it a little bit more streamlined for you. Yep. Uh, last time we talked about the physical domain of life. Uh, why don't we talk about the the mental aspect of it? Maybe what it looks like for you. Kind of elaborate on that. Like, is that is that mental health? Is that growing in knowledge? What does that look like? How do we do it? Um, and maybe we can kind of just hang out there for a little while. Yeah. So for me, when I think, when I have the the mental uh, life domain, and when I think through that, I'm thinking about things uh, that uh, are trying to keep my mind sharp as I get older. Um, And so I'm trying to learn, trying to read, trying to grow in my understanding of certain things. Uh, And so for me, that looks like reading books, uh, all kinds of books. Uh, from from uh, spiritual books to uh, I read some self help productivity uh, habit type books. I just really enjoy that kind of stuff. Um, I've actually uh, put in just some uh, some more uh, fictional books as well. I'm reading some Jack Carr right now, which is the uh, that you remember that show on uh, Prime that Terminal List with. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's along the same line, same lines. Uh, James Reese and just follows his character. And, just that reading and doing that and kind of just exercising the mind. It, it, it comes out in podcasts. I listen to some political podcasts uh, to just stay up to date on what's going on um, in our country and around the world. Uh, just so I'm a little bit informed of what's going on there. Um, and it also 
plays out too in in ways that uh, maybe are kind of funny. But I play uh, the cross the uh, the uh, New York Times games every morning. There are three that I play every morning. I play the Wordle game, I play Connections, and I play the mini uh, crossword. crossword. Yeah, and uh, those things are ways to keep mentally sharp yeah. as well. Uh, just forces you to think a little bit and stuff like that. And so uh, I think as just as people in general, you know, I heard it said a long time ago that uh, leaders are readers and that kind of thing. Uh, and so just that idea that you always want to be kind of growing in knowledge and you always want to kind of be just expanding what you know and, and, and staying up to date on stuff. And um, and so for me, when I think about that mental domain, it's just what are the things I can do uh, as I am aging? I'm 42 now, um, but just keep my mind continually sharp, continue to read, expand, learn things, grow in things, try things things uh to keep kind of mentally sharp and mentally focuses it's all relative too man like i'm not like a super smart guy but i just kind of want to do what i can for me to to stay mentally focused and mentally sharp do you have a certain time of day where you devote to that like is it is it built into your schedule yes you travel a lot right so so maybe the podcast things will be easier for you yeah so um again like we've talked about uh also on this podcast how all these domains are connected together right um and so the just real quick the other part of the mental stuff that's kind of why i started going on the carnivore diet as well because i had like this mental fog and just wasn't thinking real clearly uh that was brought on by just uh overeating and eating the wrong kinds of foods. And so being on the carnivore has just really kind of sharpened my mind as well and helped me be more predict, more productive, uh, more energy and just more kind of clear headed. So I'm thankful for that. But I do, man, like I, you know, at the gym, it, it's funny, man, if you run into me at the gym and listen to what's in my AirPods, it's probably completely different than what most people are listening to, you know, like some death metal or whatever that somebody else <laughs> listening to to get them psyched up for the gym. I'm listening to a podcast or I'm listening to uh, something else that's just going to kind of feed into that. Uh, so I have those rhythms going on. Uh, I usually do uh, the self-help productivity, spiritual type reading in the mornings um, just because I don't want uh, to do that stuff before I go to bed because I found that if I read stuff like that, that are kind of like super engaging on the mind that I have trouble going to sleep. If I'm thinking about, you know, something I need to implement or something I need to work on or, or whatever, um, I don't like doing that before bed. So I've started reading. I've actually read uh, three books this year already before nice. bed um, uh, as I, I kind of, you know, brush my teeth, get in bed. My wife, she goes to bed at 6.30 every night. Not really, but it feels like it. And so I have this little reading light, and I just kind of get in bed. I turn it on, and, you know, I take melatonin some nights, and so I'll pop one of those, and I'll just read for 15, 20 minutes, you know, a chapter or whatever of, of a book, and then go to bed. And that's more the uh, the the nonfiction, like just yeah. fun reading, you know, and different things like that. So I kind of, like, start the day and end the day with it, not a whole lot. In between is more like podcast and stuff like that. It's like a little book sandwich. I, I, I do something similar to that. I kind of wake up and start with the spiritual reading and like uh, meditation prayer all that and then um i have a book that i read that is mindless right before bed that's part of my bedtime routine to kind of wind down um and that helps me a lot and and i i agree with what you said about diet like in this whole idea of like mental domain and your thought life and even some of your emotions and your just overall mental health like your diet plays a huge role into that but also like your sleep and yep. sleep quality and even water intake can really uh, have an effect not just on energy levels but like on your mind your ability to think and recall and, and remember and all those things um, one thing that I do as well is some of them are, are similar to you I think that's really good um, I listen to like Joe Rogan's podcast a lot for the sole purpose that like I'm trying to listen to people that I don't 100% agree with for sure and so I mean I know what I think about stuff and so for me uh, I work at a church and so I'm I'm very consistently around Christians who think just like me or like I'm just not being challenged sometimes by by people who may be in a bigger city or in universities or having different life experience in small town West Texas. And so the thing that I like about Joe Rogan is not that I agree with everything, but it at least exposed me to some other trains of thought to yeah. to make me more well-rounded. And I've learned a lot just from listening uh, to those guys talk. And I selectively, I don't listen to everyone. I kind of pick and choose. And, you know, I don't 
feel obligated to start it and finish it because some of them are like three, four hours long. But again, I'm just trying to learn and grow and stretch myself along the way. And that, I found that that's one way to do that rather than just reading a book that you may or not, may not agree with, like finding a challenging podcast that just challenges you and kind of makes you think through why you think the way you yeah. think has been really helpful for me. Yeah, absolutely. I'll listen to the uh, Huberman podcast sometimes. I mean, how, some of the times I have no clue what he's even talking about because he's, I mean, he's really, really smart. I mean, uh, do y'all listen to that guy? I don't sometimes know. He's I've never a, heard of him. He's a Stanford professor, but he, he's kind of like Rogan. He, he has a lot of different people on. Yeah. He has a lot, of, but he I talks a lot, a lot. Uh, I didn't listen to health. professors when I paid them. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But I mean, there, there's a lot of complex questions about health and, you know, yeah. it kind of dives into the, these mental aspects of things. And yeah. he's just optometrist ophthalmologist at stanford hmm. and does something else but really interesting guy has a lot of interesting talks but uh kind of feel like lyle's i try to listen to him and learn <laughs> some new things so yeah quirks yeah and, man i love i love learning new things and things that a lot of people will just be like well that's stupid yeah i don't care i do it's fun yeah, but it's fun learning. having those those yeah. little little quirky knowledge things or whatever that's what <laughs> you went to that Ernestine and Hazel's place and uh, laced with history. It was like um, just kind of an old dive bar that all of those uh, jazz musicians and blues musicians, um, you know, back in Memphis in the 50s and 60s uh, would go would go there kind of after they would play a show. So B.B. King and Ray Charles and um, James Brown, those kind of guys would go there and eat and those kinds of things. And so uh, it was just cool to to read about that to kind of see and, and so, so yeah those things like i don't read books about it i haven't listened to podcasts about it but just articles and here and there various and sundry so but it keeps your mind active it keeps yeah. it growing and i mean because a lot of times now you can just get on instagram or tiktok yeah. and i mean it's straight yeah. mindless sure. i mean so, you're not growing at all one thing i try to do practically is i try to read a chapter a day um like during the work week and work it into to my work day, which I know not everybody can do that, but like, I, I don't know that I've hit that in a while, but like, it's still kind of an unwritten expectation that I'm trying to read every day. And I, I have a stack of books that like, um, I like on my to read list. So like uh, when I do finish a book, I know that I have something else to go with and I'm always listening to other people and their book recommendations and, and keeping that, that pile fresh. Cause I want a, a fresh pile of a variety of books. Like you said, uh, the other thing for me, as far as challenging yourself is, um, I actually, um, you know, I coach nutrition on the side and I actually just finished another nutrition certification program through precision nutrition. And like, um, I necessarily have to do that. Um, but I wanted to be, a little more well-rounded, not just in my knowledge, but in my coaching. And it was super helpful. Um, it went to the science of like everything like digestion and everything else. And, uh, there were multiple chapters that were way over my head, but again, try to put myself in environments where I'm being challenged and I'm definitely not the smartest person in the yeah. room. Uh, so I can grow and learn and be stretched. And I, I didn't retain every single bit of that, but man, I, I definitely grew and have benefited and yeah. in, in like my business will be better because I've kind of put myself in that position to learn like that. So yeah, I, I love those same lines uh, things like conferences and things like yeah. that are also uh, another kind of arrow in the quiver right as far yeah. as just ways to be around people that know more than you and that are you know yeah. doing things differently and to learn and grow and all that kind of stuff uh, professionally I, I go to a couple of different conferences every year uh, and they help me in my professional life you know quite a bit so uh, it's really helpful. I think that's the beauty of the church as well is if you do attend a church, there's most likely some people that are in your church that are further along than you in your in marriage or parenting or personal development or character or theology or whatever the category is, maybe all those things. And I've never met like an older man that wasn't really honored to when somebody's like, Hey, I want to learn from you. Can yeah. we just talk and hang out? You know, yeah. like, like you definitely put yourself in positions where you're not the smartest guy in the room and to be humble and teachable and teachable and learn. Yeah. Like we never, like the second you stop learning, you're in big trouble, man. Yeah. Be humble, be teachable, learn something and then put it into practice. Um, yeah. I, I think that's super important. Um, just as you get older, when you don't necessarily have to do those things to be intentional, to do them, to keep yourself growing and sharp and the, you know, to fully live out the calling that God's placed on your life. Yeah. And to further kind of go into that, um, 
you know, I used to always think about trying to find a mentor, you know, like a mentor that could, you know, speak into things or whatever. Uh, And then the whole idea of like, uh, you know, Proverbs talks about a a multitude of counselors, right? So you find people that are really good at specific areas, you know, maybe a man that's a a really good husband, somebody who's maybe really good at finances or somebody who's really good at starting businesses or, you know, really good, you know, as a parent or whatever the case may be. Uh, And you can get alongside those people and learn, you know, what, what they're good at. You can take and learn from that and, uh, and have a multitude of counselors in a multitude of areas in your life. Love it. Just want to hang out with you old guys. <laughs> no doubt, dude. No doubt. I'll show you everything not to do. <laughs> I think that's good, just the idea of, like, broadening your scope. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like, like you said, you listen to things that, that maybe you don't agree with. You know, I grew up in... in kind of a, a bubble, I guess, a Christian yeah. bubble where it is like, hey, um, you know, only these things are accepted. You know, these are our approved topics. And, you know, you can't listen to him because he's ungodly. You can't read this book because it doesn't line up with your views. But I think if um, if you just stay away from that stuff, like you, you can't defend what you believe anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it, it's just helpful for growth. Um, I, I would say like just some encouragement. Number one, like whether or not you like to read is kind of irrelevant. I think you should read more um, mm-hmm. because that's going to stretch you and grow you. Um, it just is. It's going to make you change some priorities and stuff. But like, I think it's absolutely worth it. And like, again, no matter if you like reading or not, like figure out how you can get even 10 minutes a day of reading, 20 minutes a day, of reading one, one chapter a day of reading, um, start, start developing that and growing that and challenging yourself there. Um, it's just important. I think it's hundred percent true. And I mean, we live in an excellent time where there's all kinds of knowledge at our fingertips and to not take advantage of that. Um, is pretty wild. You know, I mean, you know, a few hundred years ago, uh, you know, people didn't have this kind of access to information and, and books and that kind of Dude, stuff. Can and, you imagine yeah. like transplanting yourself from, from then to here and just look and be like, Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to tote around an encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah. And I think, you know, when it comes to like reading and stuff like that, man, you, uh, you know, you start with however it works for you. So I listen to books as yeah, well that works, as read them, yeah. and it all counts, mm-hmm, man. Yeah. You know, it, I don't know. When I first started listening to books, I didn't know if I could say whether I read that no. book or not. You know, but it's all about getting yeah. information in, right? So whatever that looks like, however you have to do it. Um, but for like, use yeah. your commute, like make yeah. a rule where like you're not going to look at social media until Redeem you read some of your time. Yeah, yeah like rearrange something. Wake up a little <laughs> bit earlier, like like make make growth a priority. Keep a book on the back of the toilet. Yeah. You know? yeah. Anytime I travel uh, by myself, it's um, it's a book. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm listening to an audio book and about whatever. Sometimes it's dumb things, and sometimes it's things I'm not even interested in. But but I, I kind of use my commute as you know, hey, this is this is where I read, obtain knowledge, whatever. It's really difficult to read a book when you drive 45 seconds to work every day, but <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. I've tried to implement this. Just a simple thing every morning. Because every morning, what do I do? My alarm goes off. I pick up my phone. Instead of jumping on email or you know clearing notifications out, try to go directly to the Bible and Love read it. the verse of the day. Love just it. simple as that. Start the day off right. And you know I haven't been perfect at it. I'm, I mean, yeah, it's not going to be perfect every time. But if I can do that, I feel like I have a better start at the day, a calmer start no, than opening up my email and going, "Gosh, dang it, I got to do this here in yep. ten minutes." Or you know, yeah, you're t- I'm already waking up late anyway. So your to do list, <laughs> your to do list is going to be there no matter what you yeah. do. Like, yeah. like prior, I prioritize the morning because it's it's like the one time of the day that my house is quiet where I'm alert. By the end of the day, when the kids get to bed, I got nothing left. So like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to put any thoughtful thoughtfulness into the reading like it's got to be first thing in the morning so i wake up pee get coffee and start reading you yeah. know like that's that's that works for me and you got to figure out what works for you yeah. gosh i would love to do that but man <laughs> i love that snooze button <laughs> love it man it's tough dude snooze button you're in a tough. unique yeah. position too man yeah it's, this is a season it's, it's crazy and you'll grow you'll get out of it yeah the kids will get bigger because I even I, I have it in my mind in the living room. There's a chair, a comfortable chair, and a yeah. lamp right beside it. Turn the lamp on. I can sit there and read for 20 minutes, 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be yeah. long, but I think about it all the time. And then I, every morning I snooze, and then one day I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be like, man, this is awesome. And then it's going to be a routine that I don't ever get rid of. Right. But they say you snooze, you lose. That's it. 
I'm a loser. <laughs> Me neither, bro. I wasn't no. going to say it. One other thing. I, I think, um, you know, we talked about our phone. Is, is there a way, do you think, to – I think there is, but I, I would I would be interested to hear your perspective on how you can avoid doom scrolling and, and maybe redeem that time with your devices, right? Because you're, you're right, like it's easy to just – get on social maybe that's um tiktok or instagram or facebook or whatever um but how can you replace that with something that benefits your mind well we just came off 14 days of prayer and fasting and so an excellent place to start is just to kind of cut that cord for a week or two you know what i mean because that's what i did because i was doing kind of that mindless scrolling and stuff like that and so i deleted those apps off my phone just for a couple weeks um and then i have added them back but i just don't find myself going to them as much anymore so i think that's part of it man if it's if it's bad enough you know the bible talks about if your eye offends you cut it out and that kind of stuff and so these drastic measures of like if there's something that's causing you to stumble then you know, take the bold step and kind of just get rid of it for a little while. And it's probably going to hurt. If you're used to scrolling, uh, then it's probably going to hurt for a little bit and you can add it back, uh, in, in a season. But, you know, um, the whole point of that fasting is whenever you feel the urge to do something, you redirect that attention to the Lord. And so it's a really good place to start of just, you know, decide if it's going to be a week or two weeks or whatever. Um, and again, when you, when you feel the urge to do that and you don't have access to it, you're like, okay, I'm going to take this to the Lord at this point. You know what I mean? I'm going to spend some moments in prayer. I'm going to do, and then after a couple of weeks of doing that, you find yourself just kind of rewiring your brain a little yeah. bit, you know? Um, I, I think that's really good. Like, uh, for sure, cut it out. So some other things, like if you are going to introduce it back in, or if you just want to limit it, I would say for me, it comes down to a discipline issue. So like the discipline is I'm going to do something beneficial before I do something else. I'm going to work before I play. So like for me, it's like, I'm going to read before I get on social media. And even if, if you struggle with that discipline, I mean, you can set a timer for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you're going to do social media. But when that timer goes off, you're going to go back to doing something productive. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it comes down to like, you're going to have to be honest with yourself and like say, Hey, like how much time really am I spending on this? Like, am I really accomplishing the goals and, and kind of taking steps toward the person that I really feel like God's calling me to be? And if the answer is no, and that social media is really crowding you a lot, you definitely got to get your device under control because at the end of the day, that tends to be a lot of wasted time that doesn't really benefit you or get you where you really feel called to be. Yeah. So it, it's fun and it's a, and it's a good tool to like relax or to decompress or something. But like for me personally, Personally, um, the, the, the less time I have on social media, the more fulfilled my life feels. The more time I spend on social media, the more drained and devalued I feel. So, again, I'm still on social media, but I'm trying to really limit that because I know the, the effects of that are not getting me closer to who I feel like God's calling me to be. So, again, I'm trying to say, hey, I want to wake up and prioritize reading the Bible and prayer first thing. I want to prioritize reading throughout the day. I want to end my day reading. And then, you know, on social media, I'm trying not to really scroll at all because I know that it's not helpful or healthy for yeah. my heart, mind, soul. I wonder if there's some science behind it, too. Like, oh, is there sure. is it a dopamine, you know, drag? I'm that, sure. You know, you're getting so much, you know, satisfaction out of, you know, swiping, you know, every four seconds, finding a new video. I wonder if... I don't know. Because, yeah, you do. I feel, well, it's also I feel like, drained big time. It's also after. like the unknown. Like, you really don't know what's going to come next. So, like, it's kind of exciting. Yeah. And like, it yeah. may suck, but it may be awesome, you know? And mm-hmm. so, and it's like, it's a short attention span. It's like, you're constantly, you're con- I don't know. Yeah. Huh. And so, it takes some discipline to say, hey, I'm going to sit here and read this one book, yeah. you know, for 10 minutes. Like, that's much different than TikTok, you know? But, but you feel so much better. Yeah. You know, I, like you said, I feel terrible. I, I think, I think going back to mental, sorry, Josh. No, you're like, good. When you make good choices, choices that you know are aligned with your, the values you want to be, when you make good choices, it changes your, your mindset and it changes the way you view yourself and the world when you know for a fact you're living in accordance with what you value. Mm-hmm. And so the more you make choices along that, the more it tends to get, give very positive, um, a very positive direct connection to your brain when you're making those decisions. And it tends to make you want to make more good choices. Another analogy that I heard a long time ago that comes to my mind on occasion. Um, and I don't know who came up with this or who brought it up. It's just something I heard from somebody else a long time ago, but they talk about like when the rocket for NASA takes off, right? The spaceship takes off about how much force and power it yeah. takes to get it off the ground. And then once it kind of gets up, it kind of starts to coast at that point. But comparatively speaking to the amount of, 
fuel and force it takes to actually lift off the ground or whatever. And just like everything, man, like the, the beginning of it's a little rough. When I do carnivore, you know, like that first week can be a little rough sometimes. And then you kind of get past the dip and then you're kind of just sailing and you feel great and things are moving right along. And anything that you're doing, especially if you have habits that are ingrained, and those social media apps are designed to get you uh, kind of addicted and to pull you in. I mean, there's there's all kinds of psychologists and scientists behind that that design games and, and design these apps in such a ways that get you coming back. That's what they need. They need your eyeballs. They yeah. want you to keep coming back. Um, but whether it's any habit, like reading, um, listening to podcasts, changing what you're listening to during your commute or whatever, it's going to be painful for like the first little bit. It's going to be difficult. It's going to take a little bit of effort, uh, but you kind of got to just kind of push through and realize on the other side of that uh, it's going to get a whole lot easier uh, you just got to kind of push through that first initial takeoff and uh, and uh, you know get your mind right and and push through and understanding it's going to get easier uh, good stuff uh, any, anything else we can think of as, as we think about this um, mental domain of, of life that maybe we can give as an encouragement uh, as we wrap things up I just say find stuff that you enjoy doing and kind of lean into that at the beginning and then other stuff kind of follows. And so if you're not a great actual book reader, then start listening to some stuff um, and then, you know, work on the, the actual reading part, uh, you know, but just find to like, you know, people that start reading, read stuff that is interesting to you. Don't start out with something, you know, on, you know, physics or something like that, you know, like read something that you enjoy reading and uh, find topics that you're interested in. And find podcasts where they're interviewing people that are talking about things that you're interested in. And kind of once you get the taste for it, you'll find yourself just branching out and doing more things. I would even say like, um, just do a little mindfulness exercise. Like, like how do you honestly like feel like with your, yourself, your life, like how things are going with your current growth or, or whether or not that's even happening. So like, just kind of think about that, then do something to challenge yourself, like something that you know you should do or like read a book or listen to a podcast or listen to a book or to make some kind of a choice that kind of gets you into the direction of where you think you should be. And then once you've kind of taken some steps that direction, then kind of reassess and just see like, how has that influenced positively or negatively your heart, mind, soul? Because what I think tends to happen is as you make those decisions, again, you tend to feel better and it makes you want to make more dis- more of those decisions. And I think when you begin to really be in tune with with how you're feeling and, and your motivations and your desires, you can build on those things. Like Randy's saying, like you can do things that you really enjoy and it builds on that and it gets better and better and better. So be mindful, like think about mm-hmm. it, like, like think about how really how your, your body, heart, mind, soul responds when you know for a fact you make a choice that you know is good for you and he- helping you get in the right direction. Yeah. And maybe, you, you know, like I, I talk, I, another tool that I really enjoyed that I've already brought up is like those games, you know, but maybe switching out some of these mindless type games for games that make you think a little bit. Yeah. The connections game makes you really think about connections between these ideas. You're looking for, for commonalities in these words. So it makes you think crossword puzzles uh, are games that, you know, sometimes I don't know the answers to this stuff. So I have to look it up and I'll learn things when I look up different things in these crossword puzzles. Um, I don't do the hard ones at the end of the week for New York Times, but those first couple of days, I really enjoy doing that stuff. But uh, even stuff like that, that's, that's stuff that kind of just stretches your, your mind a little bit uh, and are just different different choice in the kind of games that you're playing, you know. I do a little bit of journaling. I've taken a couple of weeks off, but I felt that when I was constantly doing it every day in the morning before I got into work, it was a good mental health change. I mean, it put me in a kind of an attitude of gratitude. You know, there's a section in there where you write down three things that you're grateful for. So, I mean, life's stressful, so it's good yeah. to pause and think about those good things in, that. in our lives. Yeah. and Super helpful. Especially in the morning, because it starts off the day right, gets you in a good mood, and kind of a thankful mood, kind of going back to earlier. I think that's great, but, dude. Yeah. I think that's great, and somebody else asked me this week if I journal, and I used to. That might be a practice I should consider this year is kind of going back and and spending some time journaling journaling a little bit and just kind of processing life a little more. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just helps you slow down a little bit and think a little bit deeper and look inward a little bit more. Yep, and... uh, to circle back to, to, you know, the physical things, you know, um, exercising helps the mind as well. Yep. So it can be a stress reliever. It can be, uh, and even something as simple as going for walks. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, I, I, uh, 
I go through habits or uh, different seasons where I walk more and walk less and that kind of stuff. But literally getting out and walking a few miles, man, with something in your ear. Sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes that's prayer. Uh, yeah. But sometimes it's a, a time to get a book or a podcast in and uh, just being outside, outdoors, walking for a couple hours. That stuff does a lot for your mental health. Love it. Um, and is really helpful. Good stuff. I appreciate you guys very much. I, th- I think, um, you know, the mental aspect is something we can't slack on, right? Like it's, it's something we have to be intentional about. We have to grow. Um, and yeah, somebody said it earlier and, and I know it's, it's been out there for a long time, but when, uh, you know, you, you can never stop learning. Uh, and so do something this week that challenges you. Maybe, maybe it is listening to a different viewpoint. Maybe it is, uh, reading, um, a chapter a day or, writing down something that, that you're thankful for on a consistent basis. Um, yeah, do something to, to challenge you, to push you forward mentally and to grow in that domain of life. I'm going to try to find something this week that's going to make me cry. I'll report back. Next, okay. Can't wait. Uh, next, yep. uh, Can't wait. Ready here. Podcast. Hey, thanks guys. Appreciate you very much as always. I, I will, I would say this, but I don't want to make Randy cry. I was going to say, I love you. Mm-hmm. I don't love want to make too. Randy love cry. You. I love you. So. I feel nothing. Well, just kidding. (laughs) Okay. Do you think that you're going to cry whenever uh, Bailey gets married? That's a good question. No. He says no. Yeah, you will. Do you think think you're going to cry? Over under. When when you hold. Over under what? I don't know. I don't really know how betting works. (laughs) (laughs) Over under yes or no. Do you think you're going to cry when you hold your first grandbaby? That's a possibility. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. What it's about pretty good. Puppy? I got two. So, <laughs> <laughs> what if I bring well, my daughter over, will you cry? No. <laughs> God, not heartless. even a little. <laughs> not even a little. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, guys, thanks. As we, always, we'll um, uh, well uh, see you later. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> Deuces. Bye now.